Good morning and welcome to the Thunder Country Ag and Garden Report. I'm Mike Sakel, and this morning's topic is the dreaded spotted lanternfly. We've heard a lot about it, and I have with me this morning Andy Weber. He is an ecologist with the National Park Service located in Beach Lake, PA. Andy, good morning. Welcome to the Thunder Country Ag and Garden Report. Good morning. Hi, everybody. Uh, so Andy Andy is an ecologist by trade, and before we start the conversation, wanted to make clear that uh, you know, you're not an expert biologist. We're not necessarily talking uh, the details of the spotted lantern fly, but we do want to talk about getting the public involved, particularly as uh, the spring season comes about. As a little bit of uh, background, the spotted lanternfly was first discovered in, in Berks County, Pennsylvania, back in uh, 2014, and there have been spottings in the region, in the Port Jervis area, or just across the border in Orange County, and, and also the town of Bethel reported that some spotted lanternflies had been found. That was at Lake Superior Park in Bethel in Sullivan County. So, it's in the region. Bring us yeah. a little bit up to date and talk to me about the spotted lanternfly in, in some basic terms as to why it's harmful to the region. What are some of the things that we're looking for? Sure, yeah. Well, it was first found a few years ago, as you said, um, down in Berks County in southeastern Pennsylvania. And it's really spread pretty quickly. I think there have also been some reports near Wilkes-Barre um, and in Monroe County. So it's kind of on our doorstep here in the upper Delaware region. Penn State Extension has a great page with a bunch of illustrations. The the insect itself is um, fairly easy to identify, especially when it's an adult. Uh, it's really a it's a tree hopper. Um, it's not a fly, as the name might imply. But one of the things to look for in this time of year would be the egg masses, which just kind of look like a like kind of a brown, almost a fungusy material on trees. When these eggs hatch, they'll hatch into nymphs, and they're, they're fairly distinctive as well, maybe not as distinctive as adults, but these, these bugs can be bad news. They can, uh, I've actually seen this firsthand in southeastern Pennsylvania, and they almost, in certain situations, they've almost covered the trunks of trees. Um, I've seen them a lot on red maple trees in particular, but, and they'll feed on, on fruit trees. They're, they're bad news for yeah, for grapes, yeah. apple orchards, um, and they secrete a, a sticky, um, sugary material as they're feeding, and that can attract other insects as well and, and harbor fungus and things like that. So they're kind of bad news all around. They're, yeah. they're not harmful to, to human health. I mean, just to, to clarify that, especially these days when we're all concerned about so many uh, yeah. things during a pandemic. But as you say, a significant threat to the ag industry, you know, timber harvesting uh, related businesses also, yeah. and, and grapevines, hops, maple, uh, a lot of the industries that are very, very important to both the PA and uh, and the New York region. I, I should mention, since uh, you had been talking about the uh, Pennsylvania uh, Department, New York State Ag and Markets as well has got uh, significant information uh, available on their website, too, in the Department of Environmental Conservation, also keeping an update on the spread of the spotted lanternfly. Let's talk a little bit about the, the process, because uh, what those organizations are doing is they're, they're putting out information and they're asking the public to be aware and, in fact, be spotters 
out in the community, right? Sure, yeah. So one of the main things the the public can do is if they see one of these bugs um, to report it. Um, um, there's there's various ways to do that through New York, uh, Pennsylvania, uh, Penn State, and whatnot. Um, so there are um, there's little cards that have been just distributed um, called Spot- "Stopping the Spotted Lanternfly," and you may you may see them around. And there's a phone number, there's email addresses, um, there's ways to do it all over the place. But basically, one of the things right now is uh, if we could get a handle on the distribution. You know, they're spreading pretty rapidly. So the more eyes we have on the ground, the better. And now, this is, is this a particular time of year where, uh, of course, the spring season, uh, there's a lot of activity. Yeah. This is this is really kind of a crucial period, isn't it? Yeah, well, right now, they're, they're really still in their egg masses. But fairly soon, you know, as we get a little later into spring, they'll start to hatch, and, and the nymphs will be really visible. And then later in the summer, I believe they start more in July. Um, when they're when they reach adult size, like say July through September, October. Mm-hmm. So right now, mostly the egg masses, but that'll that'll be changing pretty soon here as spring approaches. And those egg masses are are really the the one thing that are visible. Those are what the public is looking for, correct? Yeah, this time of year especially. Yeah. Um. You know, as we get later into summer, the other life stages will become more apparent. But this is one of the issues. These uh these egg masses can be you know fairly Really tough to spot if you're not really looking for them. So even just doing things like moving firewood around or things like that, if you don't really know, it, it could potentially have an egg mass on it. And that's one of the ways that, that these bugs can travel around. The public's input is pretty important in this case. And uh, Absolutely. also Upper Delaware Council, speaking of those cards, just to, to make everybody aware, they are uh, making a, a real concerted effort at getting those cards out or having them available to the public. Uh, you can also pick up cards at the Upper Delaware Council office, which is right on Bridge Street in Narrowsburg. You can give their office a call. I believe they are mailing out cards if people request them or email the Upper Delaware Council. And again, more information is available through the uh, DEC and uh, New York State Ag and Markets uh, websites as well. Andy, just uh, for everybody that might be on the other side of the river, uh, what are the uh, the Pennsylvania locations you had mentioned, uh, some of the organizations that have information? Sure, yeah. Penn State Extension is really good. If you, if you just search something like Penn State Spotted Lanternfly, it'll probably pop right up. They're working with the Pennsylvania Department of Agriculture to produce these cards, and uh, they have a great website. I highly recommend it. And there's a way to report um, observations directly on that web page as well. So that'd be a great site. Yeah, and I know there's a, there's a lot of research going on, of course, as is always the case. Cornell University here in New York and, uh, and uh, the, of course, on the Pennsylvania side and, and all the areas affected. It's quite a widespread area. One of the things that I, I hadn't mentioned is uh, that there are quarantine areas that have been established in uh, in certain counties within PA, uh, as well as uh, in uh, New Jersey and Maryland and Delaware, West Virginia, Virginia. So uh, it, it's quite widespread along the uh, the Northeast and, and and the Eastern Corridor. It seems. Yeah, it it kind of uh, radiated out from from southeastern Pennsylvania. It popped up in the Pittsburgh area. I think it was last summer, last spring, which I guess isn't that surprising. And I believe it's as far south as northern Virginia. And I think there have even been reports on Long Island. 
so you know it's just one we really want to keep an eye on and do the best we can absolutely absolutely we'll also try to uh make an effort of, of posting some of those uh websites uh, if you have a spotted lanternfly sighting both in pennsylvania or uh, how to report one in in new york state you could even email a photo and location and uh, we'll get that information out on our uh, thunder 102 facebook page so any weber ecologist with national park service over in beach lake thank you so much for joining us this morning on the thunder country ag and garden report some very very important information you're listening to the thunder country ag and garden report i'm mike zakel and you can now listen to the thunder country ag and garden report as a podcast wherever you get your podcast or at radiobold.com